TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast. The only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is part of the Chairshot Media Group and now on Smart Today for Radio. I am Mags, and uh, he's made it now four weeks in a row. This is it must be some sort of record. Uh, <laughs> my tag team partner, my podcast wife, the accountant of Badlands, Mr. Paul Tully. Paul, how are you? Good. I still haven't worked out how podcasting works, as I just flashed a four sign as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's, it's summer holiday, isn't it? Which just this year just feels like every other day. Yeah, it's been a summer holiday. This is March. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Uh, we had a, um, a bit of a break last week. One of our guests uh, kind of left us in the lurch and ditched us. So, yeah, it's been fun having a bit of a break. I mean, for you, it's like a busman's holiday. You've had <laughs> 17 weeks of break. I, 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 did, I did need a little uh, rest, i got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, ease yourself <laughs> back in. <laughs> so, let's get on with today's guest. And, Paul, you're part of another podcast group, uh, Five Nerds. Uh, and it would make sense that, that you would be able to organise a, a Five Nerds Go guest. Uh, yeah, easy. Yeah, but unfortunately, it got left to me to do that, didn't it? So I've got probably the most sensible of the nerds. And yeah. that, is a, that is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that is a stretch. Uh, we've got Deck. Deck, how are you? Surviving. Survived a zombie apocalypse. Don't count your chickens yet. <laughs> Especially <laughs> those chlorine clean chickens that we're going to get over here soon. Yeah, edging closer to world uh, annihilation, edging closer to, to Brexit, you'll soon be a, a full-on foreigner. Brexit's over, isn't it? Well, not according to uh, to Boris. He still wants to push through with it. I forgot that was even a thing. <laughs> I thought it was done. I thought you were adrift, of the, adrift on the Atlantic somewhere, <laughs> far away from everyone. <laughs> it feels like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, seeing as this is your first uh, first time on, on Badlands, uh, we like to get the, the Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestlers from each guest, so Paul can do his one job of, uh, of collating those and, and creating Tolly's Tally. So, who... Job. It's your only job. <laughs> <laughs> so who are the, the four greatest wrestlers, uh, according to you, and a little bit of an explanation why each one kind of made the cut? Uh, I'd say the ultimate warrior. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not for his wrestling prowess, but for his whole, the way he just took over wrestling. His much. When I was younger, he was the man. Men wanted to be him and women just wanted to stay away from him because he was a bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, he was my favourite wrestler of all time. He was just the hype around him and the crowd just loved the bloke. Like. 
and he had one of the best rest well most hype wrestling matches ever against Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a phenomenon. He was, but he, he was, was a terrible was... wrestler. <laughs> it was certainly something. Was, that's, the, uh... that's the second episode in a row he's been picked. Is it? Yeah, and, and that's a total of two picks he's had. There's clearly, <laughs> clearly a wave of popularity of Ultimate Warrior that, that, I've, that the, I've missed the out age on. age demographic. Yeah, it, it, it's the lockdown. You, you kind of forgive his transgressions. We all talk like Ultimate Warrior now. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'd say great first pick, but it was a, a pick, I suppose. Uh, so who's that? the best promo in the business? What a snarling and then talking about promos were amazing. <laughs> the little warriors. Oh, God. <laughs> you Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that one about the airplane, he wanted to crash it and stuff. That was just fucking bizarre. Like. That was wild. <laughs> Do you reckon he, he scripted them, or he just literally went right? It's promo time, go and just I think they just had loads of bollocks. Just got sniffed up. That's right it. Before. Just grabbed them before he went on, stuck his head in a bag of coke, and <laughs> then off you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, adequate first pick. Who's uh, who's the second one to to make your list? He is probably his foil, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Come on, I grew up watching these people. It doesn't matter if, what they did in their, their free time. <laughs> you can't, they you can't laugh at Hulk Hogan. That, you can't laugh you at 20, I, 21 of our... I, 21 I, I of get our, why he's getting, he got picked. It's just following up Warrior with Hogan. <laughs> just a match made in heaven. That's my childhood. <laughs> Big, overgrown muscle heads. That's what I loved. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's got to be there. Yeah. Yes. He started starting to make uh, make that position in the top four his own now. Really, breaking away from Jericho and um, and Taker and Undertaker. Yeah, he's a good bit of clear distance now. Um, <laughs> no one has said for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so who takes uh, who takes third spot? Uh, probably Stone Cold Steve Austin, just because I was in the teens when. The Attitude Era happened, and he was fucking everywhere, and he was just the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, all three of your picks so far have been massive, massive stars at one point or another, and also a bit of dickheads at another point. That's just me all over. <laughs> <laughs> so who who takes that that Kanye West spot, that four final spot? I Rob Van Dam. Wow, I wasn't expecting that because yeah. it was a huge ECW fan back in the day. Getting not... off some bloke that worked in Smith's toy stores, used to sell them out the back for a fiver. Just watching him, he's unbelievable. Like he was one of a kind. <laughs> not had really a lot of love for RVD, uh, but second pick yeah. for him. Second pick. Been a. It, it, it was an amazing wrestler. He still is. He still wrestles uh, every now and again. Uh, it, it weren't that long ago. I popped up back at Impact. Yeah, she was having threesomes and jacuzzis and everything. Like yeah, Living his life, getting <laughs> stormed and, and having threesomes. Bringing the Attitude Era back. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many hashtag speaking outs he got. None. I don't think. I didn't see his name. Oh, well, good on him. Um, yeah, uh, 
two great picks and two quite shoddy picks with the Hogan and, and Warrior. Um, how does Hogan shoddy? Hogan wrestling. How how does that affect the 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 top four the 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 collated Mount Rushmore? That's just put more distance between the top four and the rest. So uh, so um, more votes for Hogan and Austin. Um, Rock and Ric Flair are already running away with it. Um, so now there's Rick. Jesus Christ. Uh, Undertaker needs three votes to get into that top four, and um, and uh, Chris Jericho needs five now. Wow. So he is breaking away because it, it, it was level pegging for, for a long while. Where's the Rock? No one picked the Rock, though. Yeah, the, yeah, the Rock's second. So we, so we got Ric Flair, the Rock. Oh, the Rock. Steve Jesus, Austin and Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Solid much more so far. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Let's get into this main topic. Uh, and it certainly wasn't recycled from a guest who, who ditched, uh, so we didn't have to do any more research. Uh, we've gone with the, the Matt Rushmore of career gimmick so that's wrestlers whose whose gimmick was a job basically um this i've got a feeling we're going to get a lot of like late 80s early 90s picks in this uh but yeah deck so, let's go to you for your for your first pick i'm just gonna say three of the people that i picked are shit at their jobs <laughs> <laughs> and one's a bit ropey but we force pick Coco Beware. He was obviously had a job in an Avery or something. <laughs> that starts He's the off strong. Man, like he has start to. off very strong with absolutely the most tenuous link of having a job. He was, was it, the was it, was it ever <laughs> specified he had a job in an Avery? No, but I just think he'd kill her if he did, then he was just friends with a fucking parrot. <laughs> Paul, are we allowed to veto? <laughs> I don't think I mean, we've ever got that before. Well, we 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 that we don't know what his job was. So I mean, he either worked in a pet shop or he worked in an Avery, one or the other. Pet shop. <laughs> or he was a secret pa- uh, pirate because they're only the people who hang around with pirates, I suppose. A secret pirate. A secret pirate. Pi- pirate. The way you say pirate sounds like parrot. Yeah, and I thought you said it's, it's a secret, secret parrot. It? <laughs> secret parrot. Well, have been a secret parrot as well. <laughs> Hit us. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm blown away. I didn't think Coco Beware's Birdman gimmick was actually his career, but I suppose it works. As, like even on Beyond the Map, he's on that with Jake the Snake, and he still has the fucking parrot. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling Jake the Snake's going to be the next one. Yeah, no, Snake Man. working in a reptile house, <laughs> probably, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you're hitting us with these great first picks. Ultimate Warrior on your Matt Rushmore, and then the career gimmick of owning a parrot. Did he actually own the parrot, or was it like a a, a rental? Well, they say he just took her from the Avery. <laughs> I'm, I'm just borrowing this for for weekend. Can you rent a parrot? What was his parrot's name? Frankie, Frankie the parrot. Yeah, yeah, Frankie. I, I, I dare say he owned that parrot, and he just I'll get into the wrestling business with this, and it'll work. <laughs> was it was it always the same parrot? Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm, sure was, years ago. I'm, I'm sure he uh, put out something on Twitter about the original parrot dying Franca. So it must have lasted a while. Is he on Twitter? Twitter. Avery put it on Twitter. It was on a news report on Twitter. Oh, if he was on Twitter, we could ask him. Did he ever work in a name? <laughs> so was that not long ago? I don't think so. Well, Twitter's not been going that long. Yeah. He must have been a very good bird keeper then. Yeah. Pirates might live till like the sixty. I ain't got a clue. I think they actually live really, really long. Like. Oh, perhaps he's a shit bird keeper then. <laughs> His dad uh, <laughs> killed it off. I'm, I'm sick of you, Frankie. Now you, you're boring. Now I'm not in the wrestling game. <laughs> you're not earning your keep. Frankie's no. getting chickens and he's just sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's you to go first on our Mount Rushmore, Paul. Is it week. me? It is. Okay. Well, I think I'm. I think I think I've got the only wrestler with a, with a proper job who ever won the world championship. I think I'm open to correction. Um, I'm going for Sergeant Slaughter. Right. Yeah, I can correct you on that. Go ahead. The Undertaker. Oh, is that a job, though? What, that being is... an undertaker? That was one of my picks. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, one? I, I think this is one of only two uh, wrestlers <laughs> with a job who's ever won the world title. I'm going for um, Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> so his job, obviously, was uh, a U.S. Marine who fought in the Vietnam War, no less. Um, I feel a bit cheated because re- re- researching this, he, he was never actually a U.S. Marine. I always assumed he was. And was he? he's stolen valor as well, apparently. It's like a really big crime in America. Yeah. Well, even if you're doing it, even if you're acting. Yeah, apparently so. He, he passed himself off as a, a legit sergeant. Well, until, until, like I said, until the research, I didn't realize he wasn't. He was, he's always given off the demeanor of a, of a real sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's also one of the first wrestlers in WWF ever to have entrance music. Um, he was he was well ahead of the game in in, in having entrance music. Uh, of course, you know, he had, do you know who's who they recycled that entrance music for? They recycled it for mm-hmm. who got uh, it after Sergeant Slaughter? I don't know. Probably like Zach Jack Schwat Jack. Schra- Jack- <laughs> it's, Kurt, it's Kurt Angle's music. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. I was going to say Jack Swagger, but I was, I was having a bit of difficulty in saying it. Just like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so Sergeant Slaughter, like I said, um, probably one of the most successful um, job 
gimmicks around. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. He was around for for decades, and he's one of he's one of the few wrestlers who have proper mainstream appeal. I think, particularly back in the eighties and nineties, he was a very recognised face. He was the face of GI Joe. Um, for a while there, he's appeared in um, cartoons. He appeared in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with our with our um Captain our, <laughs> our favourite Captain Lou. <laughs> so he really made the gimmick work for him, and I, I just think it's, it, it is a it is a genius gimmick because we know Americans are nothing if not patriotic. They love the military, so it's just absolute perfect gimmick to be the the best biggest face in the world and the biggest heel in the world which he he played both to perfection during his during his career um obviously uh iconic feuds with iron chic and um and with hulk hogan when he became a, an iraqi sympathizer in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah he beat um dex favorite the ultimate warrior for the for the uh, for the for the WWE Championship, lost it to Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania Seven. Um, but I just think Hulk Hogan was uh, not Hulk Hogan. Sergeant Slaughter was as was as big as he was, all because of the gimmick. I think he was a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong, but I think that job that he had as part of his gimmick really made him. Yeah, it's a great pick, and I I want to veto it just because of his stolen valor and the fact he wasn't actually a real sergeant. But he followed me on Twitter, so I'm going to leave him on. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad he followed me, so I followed him back, but I've I've recently uh, unfollowed him. So you've used him as a pick and then ditched him. (laughs) Unfollowed. He was a a great wrestler, but he's a shit tweeter. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, but he's staying on because he's, I follow him uh, and he follows me and I'm not two-faced like Paul so um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to you Deck for your second pick Slaughter's the most two-faced person in the world He, he he's a Iraqi sympathizer no he was but he was obviously like brainwashed I'm just like, I'm just giving him a bit back 30 years, <laughs> 30 years later with that one unfollow, does he still actually follow you? Has he realised that you've unfollowed him? Uh, I don't know. I think it'd be a, 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 tr- a tragic reflection of him if he noticed that I'd stopped following him. Did he join with the Russians as well with Nikolai Volkov, or was it just the Iraqis? The only one I remember is when he was with uh, Mustafa uh, and General Adnan, whatever he was called, with the curled up. Like boots at the end, the nose picker boots. <laughs> so let's go to you, Deck, for your second pick. Might as well go with the Undertaker. <laughs> See, as I give, kind of give the game out away. Is that a job? He was a shit Undertaker. Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> He's from Death Valley, which probably has no people because it's the hottest place on earth. So who was he an Undertaker to? Like the buzzards and crows, I think just took the mantle off his dad or something. His dad was the local undertaker. He had no prospects. Yeah, but he killed his <laughs> mum and dad. He burned them alive, didn't he? In a in a in a, a fire. Yeah, probably because he didn't want to be an undertaker. Yeah, he wanted to be a wrestler. No, dad, I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got a big problem with the Undertaker, and that is I don't think uh, I don't think he actually is an Undertaker. I think he's a grave digger, which is a different job. But then why would he put people in body bags? Does he uh, does he put it in body bags? No, he did. He don't now. Now no. he's a, like a one once a year wrestler. I think he's more of a grave digger myself. That's still a job. But it's not the job he's he's called, is it? It's forced chance to get out of the Undertaker business and he took it to become a biker. Yeah. <laughs> he was a shit Undertaker. He just didn't want to be an Undertaker. Undertakers are also like when you when you go to funerals, Undertakers are usually actually quite jolly, aren't they? Well and he's the, a he's a miserable sod. Jolly <laughs> they jolly. What 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 funerals have you organised where they've gone? Hey, hey. <laughs> no, the, the Undertaker's the nice guy to who you got a dead body for me. Isn't, isn't the Undertaker the guy who uh, who kind of runs the show? He 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 takes charge of the day, doesn't he? Oh, that's the Paul Bearer. That's the Paul Bearer job. Is it? I thought the Paul Bearer carried the carried the coffin. Listen, they're just fake names. These are, they don't, I don't think he's actually a real Undertaker. It was just I'm, his gimmick. I'm just saying I think he's been misnamed. He's just he's just not living the gimmick to its fullest potential. Only once they actually showed him near Undertakers. That was when the fake Undertaker came and he disappeared for a while. And Paul Bear was at his local Undertaker. That's the only time he ever showed in Undertakers. But well, he's been around many, many coffins and... and... Yes, have I. <laughs> Don't go around calling yourself an undertaker. He's had quite a few buried alive matches where you're buried inside a stadium in just a massive mound of dirt. I do a big bargain. <laughs> Same thing. I think it's a solid pick. Uh, I think it's the best... Uh, wrestling job gimmick of all. It's the longest lasting anyway, that's for sure. But he was shit at it. Yeah. It's a brilliant pick, but he he, he, he wasn't an undertaker, he was a grave digger. <laughs> so I think it's a good pick. So let's go to me for the second uh, of our picks, Paul. And I'm going to go with the Repo Man, I think. Uh, so this is... A, a character created by Barry Darso. Uh, it was almost kind of predetermined that this guy was going to be a wrestler. With uh, he, he went to school in a town called Robbinsdale, uh, Minnesota, uh, and in that school there were six other future wrestlers. Uh, Kurt Hennig went there. Rick Rude went there. Uh, a guy called Brady Boone. Uh, the infamous Tom Zenk. Uh, the Berserker and uh, Nikita Koloff were also all went to the school. So he then had a job as a bouncer with uh, the Road Warriors. So it was pretty much like tacked on that this guy was going to be going to be a wrestler. Uh, he had uh, wrestling gimmicks such as Crusher Khrushchev, uh, Black Top Buller, and then obviously his most famous one is probably his part of Demolition with um, with Axe, and he was Smash. And that's where he had the, the majority of his success picked up three uh, WF tag team titles. But once Axe got uh, got injured, he kind of had, had to find a new gimmick. So he went away, came back uh, in late 1991 as Repo Man, uh, a sneaky little heel that took pleasure in, in repossessing people's items that they were late on the payments for. Um, watching the... the the teaser vignettes in to do this research was just hilarious. The guy repossessed a kid's back. 
um, he, yeah, he was just he just rads off with his little kids back. I think the kids are like about eight years old. Um, he wore uh, this kind of black long ranger mask and an outfit that had like tire tracks on, um, just to play into the fact he's going to repossess your car if you uh, if you see you didn't make up your payments. And he would go to the ring with a massive tow rope with a hook on, uh, which he'd use to uh, strangle and attack his opponent. Um, so his most notable feud was with the the bulldog, where he uh, he hung bulldog over the ropes with the tow rope uh, and attempted to repossess Matilda the dog, which uh, <laughs> which was fun. Um, and then he also had a, a bit of a feud with uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, where he repossessed uh, Savage's cowboy hat. Uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, I know. Of all the things to repossess. Um, so he didn't really last long after that. Uh, he, the, the character only actually was on the screen for about 18 months. Uh, he finished up the feud with Savage. He uh, lost uh, the next match he had to Typhoon, and, and that was the end. So, yeah, the, my pick is... The repo man. Great pick. I like the was a thief more than a repo man. Wait, well, he, he dressed as a thief, didn't he? Yeah. But he, he, he was. He, if you didn't make your payments, that was the whole point. He repossessed your stuff. Yeah, but why did why did he wear the mask? That's what I don't understand. I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't ask him. <laughs> I've I've seen lots. Of can't, pay, can't pay. Let's take it away. And uh, they're never wearing. <laughs> They're never wearing masks. And, uh, I mean, they should do when they sign you up for these uh, these exorbitant uh, like repayment schemes. So yeah. I suppose what, it is that. What was it called? The uh, What was that loan called? The, I can't remember what it's called. That payday loan. Z- Wonga. Oh, Wonga. Wonga. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they like, sponsor Newcastle United? Wonga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> One of a number of great decisions by Newcastle United. So is um, Repo Man staying on our list? Yeah, definitely. That was a good pick. I'm, su- I'm surprised when you said he was only around for 18 months because he's so iconic. He's, I mean, the guy behind it, Barry Darso, is one of the, probably the, the most underrated wrestlers that there's been. He's such a, a crisp wrestler in the ring. He just got saddled with horrific gimmicks and made him work. That's a great gimmick. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. So that yes, was a demolition. Like that's that was a great gimmick as well. I know it was a rip yeah. off of the LOD, but they also looked like they were into some kinky shit with with the gear. <laughs> it's the eighties. They probably were. <laughs> yeah, very true. Let's <laughs> not go there. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag speaking out again. Um, <laughs> let's go back to you, Deck, for pick number three. Right, I go with Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> what the fuck was his gimmick? What was Bret Hart's job? What's his name? <laughs> Get that! I'm, I'm not having that. Come on, his job was an assassin. That's what you're saying because he was called the Hitman. The Hitman, but he was just terrible because he didn't wear black. He wore pink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, so uh, what evidence have you got that um, Brett the Hitman Hart was an actual hitman? There's no evidence. That's what made him a good hit. <laughs> 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 He's got us there. 
because a, a, a quality hitman would not leave any evidence. It's true. It's true. Harding in plain sight as one Was of the most it? iconic wrestlers. <laughs> Was <it? laughs> it Wasn't there a story been... that Brett met Vince in a park and uh, Vince had arranged for um, hitmen to be situated around the park in case Brett attacked him? What? Actual? It, it arranged for hitmen to kill Brett if Brett attacked him. <laughs> that story i think i think that was a story from brett himself so it might have been a bit bit paranoid or or perhaps the story was he was paranoid that that had happened i don't know or maybe he killed the hitman before he met with vince <laughs> as a good hitman would do he was the original what's his name john wick <laughs> i was hoping one of you could confirm that story for me but i think it's just one from my own imagination yeah i think it's a, a totally original that's a great story. That's going to be spread. <laughs> I'm going to put it out on Twitter. You can say anything about Vince McMahon on Twitter. <laughs> just, I'll be viral. Believe it. Uh, well, I mean, we can't veto that pick, but I, I don't think he was actually a hitman. But I oh, suppose it works. Oh, was he? Wasn't he? No, I'm going to actually put that to, to Ricky from the Ricky and Cloud show. He's a big Bret Hart fan. I'm going to ask him if he if he was actually a, 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 a real well, hitman. Or why would he call himself the hitman then? Because it's alliteration <laughs> with hitman heart, I suppose. No, because he was trying to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so, did he kill Owen then? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that's getting a bit dark. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Paul, let's go to you quickly for the <laughs> for the third pick. You know who I'm going for. Uh, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> what's what's her job? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I no, myself I, <laughs> I couldn't shoehorn her into this one, but I but I've I've gone for my second most shoehorned person of all time. I don't even have to shoehorn this time. It's Big Boss Man. Oh, you bollocks! Ah, uh, did you see your last one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have, all, to go, we all, have to go to a sub. Go on, you can do. You can have them. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we're obviously going to both pick Big Boss Man, weren't we? Um, for a start, I have absolutely no doubt that Big Boss Man was an excellent prison guard. Look, look, look at the size of him. Look at his attitude. He don't take any shit. He would have been an amazing prison guard, and he he was actually one of the, it's actually it's actually his real career as well before becoming a wrestler. So, so um, he wasn't living a lie like Sergeant Slaughter. Which is a positive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, during his time in the WWF, he uh, he proved he was the ultimate law enforcement officer. He even put his pride on the line against the Mountie in a in a feud over um, over an ideological dispute over law and order, which uh, which resulted in the Mountie losing and being locked up in a New York jail. So. Obviously, big boss man, the best law enforcer in WWF. Uh, How would he have that power, though, as a prison guard to be able to send someone else to prison? Surely that's to do with the police and the courts. He's got connections. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you when you're good at your job in law enforcement, you you get these yes. connections, and he and he made the most of it. They don't need evidence. If boss man says he's guilty, he's serving hard time. Exactly. Uh, then he also he went beyond the call of duty when he protected uh, the WWF from his his whole his old um, 
inmate, well, not inmate because he wasn't in prison himself, but Nails, Nails got out of prison, um, didn't didn't even change his clothes. He just went straight to the WWF. <laughs> got a job. <laughs> <laughs> got a job. Because <laughs> Vince liked his look. And uh, and started causing mayhem. But Big Boss Man, he didn't have to do anything with, with Nails because, because, because that wasn't in his remit. But he did. He dealt with Nails. He defeated him. And uh, he banished him from the WWF as well. And, of course, Big Boss Man didn't just use his law enforcement skills uh, in those ways. He then expanded his career. He, uh, he kind of diversified his career and went, in, went into personal security for the, for the corporation. And that's when we saw the real genius of Big Boss Man uh, when he, uh, well, he, 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 uh, he undertook such heinous acts as cooking Al Snow's dog and serving serving him to him. <laughs> and um the amount of times that gets brought up on this show is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be our most mentioned story. Uh obviously propositioning um Big Show's recently widowed mum. And then going one further, turning up at Big Show's daddy's funeral with a comedy kind of acme um uh, voice amplifier. What's it called? Megaphone, not voice amplifier. <laughs> voice, <laughs> voice amplifier. A comedy megaphone attached to his car. Again, saying all manner of nasty things at Big Show's daddy's funeral, and then ultimately stealing uh, Big Show's daddy's coffin and driving off into the sunset with it. Um, so he went off the he went off the rails a bit towards the end of his career, but I think. He was a fantastic law enforcement officer and a great job gimmick. And again, he's another one who's in the Hall of Fame, so he's not half bad. Yeah, it's a great pick. You you kind of skirted over his uh, his little foray into WCW, where he was a, actually a guardian angel as well. Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. Again, um, similar skill set. But ironically, he looked more like a Rebo man than the Rebo man. <laughs> yeah, you would you would definitely give up your, your stuff to Bassman more than you would to to Barry Garso. That's a, that's for sure. And I think he's the only man in um in kind of WWF history to survive being hung. So that's that's a, that's another that's never one to chalk up for him. Another string to his bow. Yeah, he's unkillable. <laughs> and he was amazing in Japan as well. He could actually wrestle. He's a good wrestler. So yeah. I mean, I, did, I didn't appreciate Big Boss Man when he was uh, when like at the time. I, I'd never really saw him as a great wrestler, but now w- watching him back, he was fantastic. And like you said, in Japan, he was uh, he was unreal. Yeah, he was fast. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one you couldn't say about him, like in WWF. It's a great pick, uh, but he's not staying on. I'm going to use my power of veto. You're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds an ominous threat. Um, <laughs> now I've got two what I could veto, and one which you'll, you'll, I think you'll appreciate, and one which you'll hate. Uh, I'm going to stick with the one you'll appreciate. I think I'll just be a bit being cruel to be kind. I suppose I'm going to go with IRS. So this was Mike Rotunda, uh, whose uh, wrestling crew was was mainly tag team wrestling, uh, but he he uh, made his way all over the the West in the AWA, NWA, and WWF. Um, but um, his actual most famous gimmick is is Erwin Arshasta, based on 
a taxman. Uh, but the actual genesis of this character didn't even start in WWF. It started in uh, back in uh, the NWA and WCW. He played a character called Marco Wall Street, uh, where he was part of the York Foundation with uh, Alexandra York, who uh, ended up being uh, uh, Goldust's wife, Terry Runnels. And that's where he, he kind of had this uh, this like, tax collector gimmick, and he tweaked it for uh, WWE, came in with uh, the shirt and, and the red tie, uh, quickly jumped into the RC title picture, and then into the, the tag team uh, picture with Money Inc. and Ted DiBiase, where they would end up as three times champion and the only tag team in the, in the history of, of wrestling to to beat the Legion of Doom twice for, for towels. Um, then after Money, in the, uh, Money Inc. kind of disbanded, uh, and that's because uh, Teddy Rossi went to retire um, in terms of wrestling, went to, to form his own church. Uh, uh, IRS went back to singles wrestling and started feuding with Razor Ramon. He had feuds with, uh, with Tatanka, who he uh, accused of failing to pay his tax on his uh, headdress. Um, then, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the storylines that they come up with in in the early nineties for for feuds is is just unreal. Uh, he he would uh, team with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow trying to kind of regain tag team gold, uh, and then he would enter a feud with the Undertaker, uh, which ended up being a quite long rivalry, uh, which led up to the nineteen ninety five Royal Rumble. Um, and then after that, his career kind of like faltered in the in the WWF. He was kind of like a mid card almost jobber, uh, and then he was injured in late 1995 uh, at the hands of Lex Luger, ended up uh, shattering uh, a disc in his spine. Uh, so whilst he was healing, he was offered a, a job as a, a role a road agent, and then. Uh, went on to go back to wrestling in, in WCW where he revived the, the Wall Street character. Uh, after his wrestling career was fully over, he came back to WWF as, as an agent and ended up um, being part of the, the Black Wednesday cult. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to replace your pick of boss band with Erwin uh, R. Shasta. I, I, see... I think you're giving away. You got a, you got a thing for um, financial domination. <laughs> you you pick you pick uh, the repossession guy and the tax collector. Yeah, maybe, or maybe I'm just in mountains and mountains of debt, and they just they just scare me. <laughs> That's all you can think about. <laughs> yeah, just every working day. <laughs> you dream about them coming for you. <laughs> no, but well, I can't do anything about it, can I? It's, it's, it's a good pick, though. The only thing you can do is be vicious with your veto. I, I, I'm planning to be, I think. <laughs> uh, so, let's go back to you, Deck, for your final pick. Uh, whose who's name are you gonna are you gonna strong arm into pretending it was a job? <laughs> I don't have to. This one has to be Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, good pick. An actual see. career gimmick. It only took four picks. <laughs> well, I was going for Boss Man, but that was gone. So. Yeah, Brutus is a great pick. Someone who kind of rode the coattails of being Hogan's mate to to having a long, long career. But the only thing that he's, rec- uh, he's remembered by is Shawn Michaels kicking Janetti through his window. <laughs> That's it, really. Yeah. 
I mean, he was never an amazing wrestler, uh, but he was a larger than life character. And I suppose he's, he could be fitted into this. You could have had a full Mount Rushmore of his gimmicks with the the, the careers he had in, in WCW, where he had, I think, about 400 different gimmicks. He was in NWO as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the booty man. He was the disciple. He was um, what's the the one? Was it Zodiac? I think he was called. Yeah, he could have had many, many gimmicks. Well, that's he was around when I was young. He was Hogan's friend, and then he betrayed Hogan down the line. I think he did he side with Typhoon, um, or someone like that. Yeah, I think it, I don't think I think it was Typhoon sided with e, uh, Earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. Well, sorry, uh, Tugboat. <laughs> yeah, tugboat. <laughs> I'm surprised you pick him as a sailor. Tugboat the sailor. Uh, I wasn't thinking. Oh, <laughs> earthquake. <laughs> as the earthquake, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if your your barber comes at you with a pair of garden shears to cut your hair. I don't know how much business he got <laughs> as an actual barber. None. That's why he's a wrestler. <laughs> and then you look at his hairdo, the the mullet. <laughs> you just wouldn't trust a, a hairdresser who has a mullet like that. That's a good no. southern head miracle. <laughs> <laughs> he, right. he's, very, he's very memorable. Yeah. For being Hogan's yeah. mate. That was it. Like, I had action figures of him. He was in yeah. video games. Yeah, he's that it's niche. still, it, it's still <laughs> living the gimmick now. Is he? Yeah. Um, so who did we have one as a guest before? I think was it uh, one man crew said he had a wrestling match with him. Oh, yeah. smoking, he was smoking weed with him. Yeah. Um, still going strong. Yeah. So let's go to me for my fourth. Well, our fourth and soon to be vetoed pick. So I've gone with a repo man. I've gone with IRS. Uh, I had the Undertaker as a as a potential one, um, but I'm gonna go with Doink the Clown. Now, <laughs> when you take on the the persona of a of a clown in wrestling, uh, you 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 can't not say that this is probably one of the most infamous. Uh, career gimmicks that the WWF has had and it's a gimmick that's been shared around by quite a few wrestlers uh obviously the most the the most famous and well-known one was Matt Bourne uh but he, he was also portrayed by Dusty Wolf and Steve Lombardi uh also he was also known as the Brooklyn Brawler uh and then Ray Apollo who ended up being uh Matt Bourne's uh replacement when Matt Bourne uh, had a lot of a lot of issues uh, with uh, real life demons, or rather than uh, let the character go, WWE just replaced the guy in, in the in the suit as as you would. Uh, but uh, there's also a guy called Steve Kern who's uh, done the gimmick uh, of uh, Doink when they had multiple Doinks in in the in the lead up to uh, WrestleMania Nine with with uh, the the match with Crush. Um, and Doink has been a character who's wrestled as both heel and as face. Uh, as a heel, he would obviously do the cruel jokes on on fans, and um, and the face wrestlers in order to like amuse himself and kind of put him off guard. 
uh, such as like tripping up your your favourite, the boss man with a tripwire. Uh, he also beat up Crush with a prosthetic arm. Uh, and as a he, as a heel, his, his most notable uh, feud is the one with Crush, and then also one with Randy Savage, and then uh, then the one with Jerry Lawler. Uh, uh, he actually substituted in a match uh, with Bret Hart for Jerry Lawler, and then. Lola turned on on Doink, which made Doink go uh, become a face, uh, and now we got the 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 lords of the little uh, Doinks, Doink, Dink, uh, uh, Wink, and Pink, and they faced off against uh, Lola and Queezy, Cheezy, and Sleezy, <laughs> uh, which is very ironic for for Jerry Lola to have a a, a wrestler called Sleezy. Um, so yeah, I'm um, I'm gonna go for my pick of, of Doink, Doink the Clown. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good pick. I, I did enjoy Doink. The thing I might like most about Doink the Clown was his action figure had real hair. Yeah, and it was, it didn't look like the hair that he actually wore though. No, it didn't. But it was it was it was a good effort. It probably was his hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, I, I, see, I think I think. Clowning ain't a job. Clowning's all your life, I, I reckon. Um, so I just want to veto it because I want to veto you back. <laughs> that's, that's vindictive. I know, I know. But we we, we haven't we haven't been vindictive for four weeks, and I think it's time we up the ante. Um, so I've gone for one I know you'll love. Um, and we said in the past, you know, not a, we don't we don't get many picks for um for women on our mount rushmore so i thought i'd um bring bring one bring one in for the women here um, women aren't allowed jobs <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and because we've got deck on as well and uh obviously from woman from the emerald isle i've gone for um the flying oh. nuns oh <laughs> flying nuns say. made up of that course of um of Sister Angelica and uh, Mother Smucker. And uh, I've gone for them because they were nuns, uh, which is an amazing job, obviously. And But they were groundbreakers. They were they were in the first intergender tag match in WWF history, like actual two men against two women, where, when it was the, the Godwins versus the Flying Nuns. Now, um, when Brother Love introduced them, obviously... There was a bit of bit of conjecture about what appeared to be some facial hair, but I think to be fair, like at convents, um, personal grooming's not like high on their high on their agenda, is it? They need to think lots of praying to do and making making soup and stuff. They didn't so, have manscaped in them. No, no. So I think uh, I think it's normal for you know it's normal. Actually, for no one nuns do, Paul. <laughs> Make soup and he pray. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, so it's no normal for a nun to have facial hair, I think. And uh, and they won. They beat the Godwins. These, you know, these two nuns beat beat the Godwins in an intergender match. But after you know, after such a historic victory, it was a, it was disappointing that we never really really saw them again. Um, room, rumor has well, people have said that the, that the headbangers, Frasher and Mosh. Bear a kind of <laughs> passing resemblance to them, if you like. But I, again, I just think that's, that's just Fisher's rumor. I think um, flying nuns, absolute groundbreakers in the WWF. 
the flying nuns replacing Doink. Yeah. I mean, I know I replaced the boss man, but at least it was with a a decent replacement in IRS. The fucking flying nuns. It's just watch it, watch your mouth. They're, they're women of God. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Put some respect on Sister Angelica and Mother Smucker's names. Wow. You don't touch boss man. You, I, I had this prepared, <laughs> ready for you. If you touch boss man, <laughs> wow. you're getting the flying nuns. Boss man saved us from Paul White's letter jocks. <laughs> That was the biggest crime of that <laughs> segment. Him <laughs> wearing leather pants to his dad's funeral. Like. Oh. <laughs> Beat your when, he, never. When, he dra- when he drags the coffin and a big shows the slat hanging from it, that's it's brilliant. That's the most and genius, if the Undertaker was a good Undertaker, that never happened. Why didn't? He, why wasn't the Undertaker doing it? Surely yeah. mates, rates. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I think was that might have been the time when he packed in being an actual Undertaker, and when he, he thought it was a Barker. Ah, uh, that, that's convenient timing. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> no, it might have been the the when he was the the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker when he was supernatural. Yeah, yeah, Could it, yeah, um, yeah. I think it probably was that time actually. Yeah, I think it was. It was corporate ministry boss man, wasn't it? So he was out of the actual undertaking game back then. He'd hung up his undertaking gloves. It's a horrible pit, the flying ones. <laughs> there's, there's no I can do about it, so they're forever going to be on the Mount Rushmore of Caribbean. It's just, just remember what you've done, Paul. Just remember that. It's going to be a fun summer. Yeah. So, Deck, what we need from you now is we need a, a topic for a future guest. Now, I know you've researched this very deeply and you're definitely not going to come up with it on the fly. Uh, what kind of Mount Rushmore do you think would make an interesting topic? The Mount Rushmore of wrestlers who've starred in movies. Because oh. we, we've done Mount wrestling at the movies before, but um, we haven't... Well, yeah, we, I suppose the, the featured wrestlers. I mean, we can always revisit it. We we uh, had some very weird picks. The the Jushin from the Lager movie was was a, <laughs> a favourite. <laughs> oh, we did that with one man crew, didn't we? We did. Tw- yeah. How how does the same guy get mentioned twice in, in <laughs> the same episode? I can pick another one. Hold on, I'll find another one. No, it's fine. Oh, make him pick another one. He doesn't listen to the show, obviously. <laughs> we'll use both. <laughs> right, Mel Rushor of wrestlers that were proper sportsmen before. Oh, that is a good one. So, a legitimate sportsman. Yeah, well, like most of them play American football, so. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that don't count because they, they all like wear pads and stuff. <laughs> That's not a proper sport. <laughs> Well, it's this has been absolutely hilarious, Dick. Um, tell everyone where they can find more Declan on uh, on social media, where they can find the Five Nerds Go podcast. On Five Nerds Go on Twitter and my new OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're sh- recording tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah, this this goes out in about six weeks' time, so... So, yeah, we, six we, weeks we, ago. <laughs> <laughs> Five weeks or six days ago, we recorded a, a podcast. 
The five nears go A team are taking back over. <laughs> it's like when Lorraine goes on a break for the summer and she gets a different presenter to do it in the mornings. <laughs> That's what we did over the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> now the stars are back. That's it. Don't, well, don't tell us about Team Zoom Zoom as well. Oh yeah, Team Zoom Zoom. Me and two of our old e-fedding friends have started a streaming channel. Well, yeah, on YouTube. We just play Destiny 2 and Call of Duty and hopefully a bit of Rocket League soon. So, Oh, you'll have to have a guest on for that, Mr. Tom. I've been trying to get him to play for ages. But... No, I haven't got the... Um, the... The online yeah. at the moment. This is why I ended up with the other two, waiting for him. Oh, for you so mean long. I could have I could have been on the YouTube channel with you? You could have been Team Zoom Zoom Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good though. It, it, the band is incredible. Oh, we have fun. Yeah. We, we're playing all the way through lockdown. We just start playing with each other and then, well, not physically. <laughs> then thought we should stop this and, and concentrate on the game. <laughs> Play some games. Yeah. <laughs> Also, my only fans. Who <laughs> <laughs> plays plays Destiny Two in the nude? That's actually a great idea. <laughs> Does that anyway? <laughs> yeah. Sit there, me jocks. <laughs> so oh. the kids don't come in. Uh, <laughs> I play with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why has this door now got a lock on it? <laughs> See, this is. Torn into a Five Nerds Go podcast. <laughs> oh, before he does that, quickly end it with, with your infamous outro. <laughs> You've got to why, why we watch him to come next. He's warmed up now. Yeah, no, just, just tickled him up and he'll be ready to go. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Badlands. Great fun with Deck this week. Really enjoyed it. Um, if you want to hear more of me and deck as he said we're on five nerds go um follow us on twitter at five nerds go or find us um on uh, soundcloud and itunes and acast i think that's that's where we are um i'm just starting to get back into the groove of it start starting to record some podcasts at last after a bit of a hiatus um if you want hey. more what was that a bit of a hiatus it was um as, as deck said it was the lockdown wasn't it Paul turned into IRS. <laughs> um, it, lockdown was depressing enough. They didn't want to hear us as well. <laughs> if we're giving people a break. Um, if, if you want to hear um, more from uh, my illustrious co-host, um, uh, Magsy here, you can find him at Dej Kirkby. That's D-E-J Kirkby on Twitter. And you can hear... He's got hundreds of other podcasts, but I'll just pick a few. No, he few. I'll he's pick a few for you to have a listen to here. He's got, <laughs> he talks about um, wrestling fandom and, and why people enjoy wrestling uh, on uh, why we watch. And you can hear Deck here on an episode of that coming soon. And also he is talking um, about MMA and UFC on Five round, Rounds Pod, both of those on Visionaries Global Media. Uh, if you fancy listening to some of our old formative episodes of badlands and seeing really how i'm out much more started to take shape you can find us at the smart to, on the smart to death network just type that into your uh, podcast machine 
And you can find lots more hard-hitting pro wrestling opinion, analysis, news, and more on the cheershot.com, which is at Cheershot Media, or by typing Cheershot Radio Network into your podcast engine of choice, where you'll also find us each and every week. Uh, you want to join us because it's going to start getting testy now because of the flying nuns. <laughs> Everyone, stay safe and always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.